You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Chad. This is Chris. I'm Josh. And I'm Daniel. And it's that time of year, January 2018, when we talk about our top 10 movies of 2017. This year, it took us a little bit longer to see all the movies that we wanted to see in order to make up a respectable list, especially Josh, but we'll get to that later. Hmm. We're very excited to talk with you tonight. We all have prepared individually our top 10 favorite films of 2017. We're going to talk about some of our favorite performances and other things. It's going to be a lot of fun. So guys, this is usually one of our longest shows of the year but also one of our favorites are you guys ready to share with the world your lists yes oh yeah well i'm not going to see any more movies between now and then so let's get this over with (laughs) that is that is fair so what we're going to do is we're going to start with our number 10 films and we're going to go in order we'll count down number 10 to number one and hopefully if we have a movie that is the clear consensus pick for the screeners best of we will crown it the 2017 champion so guys here we go chris let's start with Mm. you what is your number 10 favorite movie of the year yes and i love that you're using the word favorite i really appreciate that because um i am a lover of loving things and so these are my top 10 favorite movies that i loved uh this year Uh, My number 10 would be Molly's Game. Uh, We just saw this not too long ago, but I really enjoyed this film a lot. I I just love Aaron Sorkin. I think he's almost a genre in and of himself. And so uh, for me, I enjoyed his directorial debut, and I thought it was an excellent film. It was thrilling and an enjoyable watch. So for me, number 10, Molly's Game. Molly's Game. Josh, did you ever get a chance to see Molly's Game? I know you hadn't seen it when we did last time. I have not yet, and it's still on my list, and we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Well, we may be, okay, all right. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we'll leave that alone for now. Wow. So let's let's go to you, Josh. I know Chris likes to put his list together based on what his favorite films are. Yes. Some people like to do their do what they think is objectively the best. How do you put your list together, Josh? Yeah, I was going to say, we normally do a little blurb about how we put our list together, and my list every year carries the Josh disclaimer, and the Josh disclaimer for 2017 is that I was looking through all the release lists last year, and I've seen a grand total of 18 movies that were released last year. (laughs) So I didn't have to put any movies on my list that I didn't like, but I was this close to having to do that. Um, So my my top 10 list is really just almost in no particular order. The, The top five, top six, no, actually, I enjoyed all of these movies. The top three might be in order, four maybe. Anyways, my number 10 movie is a movie that is a sequel, and I didn't see the first one of, but I enjoyed the sequel enough to put it on the list, so it was Blade Runner 2049. Okay, okay. Well, I think the lead there is that Josh had four films, at least, that he liked. I'm excited. I'm excited to find out what nine films you thought were better than Blade Runner. Okay, (laughs) okay. All right. Well, that takes us to Daniel. I know Josh saw 13 films or 18 films, I'm sorry, in 2017. I think Daniel saw 18 last week. So, <laughs> Daniel, uh, how do you go about putting your list together? Is this a favorites? Is this a best of, a combo? I mean, how do you how do you put your list together and what's your number 10? 
Uh, yeah, for me, I have a running list all year round. I, I keep it on Letterbox, which uh, is a fantastic site for anybody who loves movies. Uh, so I, I just I have a list there, and I just anytime I like a film, I add it there. So I have a pretty huge list, and I just kind of tweak it as the year goes on. Um, and yeah, favorite, best of it's 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 movies that impacted me. So whatever that means, it just it moved me in some way or affected me in some way. So favorites, I guess, is probably the more appropriate term. So yeah, I saw a few more than 18 movies. I saw 147 to 2017 <laughs> releases. Oh, uh, holy cow. <laughs> went to the theater 110 times last year. Thank you, MoviePass. And so yeah, I had a, a, a good year. It was really tough to narrow down the list since there were so many movies, obviously, but I'll definitely have some honorable mentions. For my number 10, it's a, a film that is really, it's crude and in your face, uh, but it's its really fascinating and a fascinating look at a character that we all kind of think we know, and that is I, Tanya. Really incredible performances and really makes you kind of evaluate uh, what you think you know about Tanya Harding. Um, and, and on top of all that, it's, it's just hilarious. It's just a really funny movie. So uh, yeah, that's my number 10 film. Colored in no way by the fact that you interviewed one of the actors from that movie. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, if you've seen that movie, he really does steal the show. Oh, there's no question. Film. And what's even more remarkable is in the in the credits of that movie, and this is not a spoiler, but in the credits of that movie, you see a clip of the real person that he was playing, and it it's a dead ringer, not just from an impersonation standpoint, but the dumb things that he says in the yeah. movie that you think cannot be real, the real guy actually said it. It's, it's crazy. It's, and that's and we're talking crazy. about Paul Hauser, who is really, really fantastic in the movie. And yes, we got to interview him a few weeks back, so go go listen to that if we haven't plugged that enough already. But yeah, it's a yeah. it's a really good film, even if I hadn't interviewed him. He's great in it. I agree. It is, a, it is a very good film. Well, my, my 10 is put together very close to how yours is, Daniel. I keep a list of movies that I need to see throughout the year, and I check them off as I go. And anything that I think even has the potential of being a top 10 movie, I put it into a, a working list, and then the whittling it down is the difficult part at the end of the year. But I certainly go about this for movies that were my favorite. I think there are some movies that, if I'm just reading a lot of my honorable mentions, from just a filmmaking standpoint are probably better movies what I would consider better than some on my list but the ones that made my list were the ones that impacted me or that I really enjoyed or moved me in some way so my number 10 movie is one that I when I first saw it I didn't know that it would make my 10 but as I kept whittling it down and thinking about the performances and everything it stayed on there and that is Mudbound um, oh, yeah. from Netflix yeah now the, I have this movie it takes about 35 minutes to actually get going um, but once it does I think the I think the performances and the cinematography in this movie are are just stellar and it's a very difficult story to watch it's hard to get through some of the scenes and it's not necessarily a new take on this kind of story that we've heard or seen before but it is it's immaculately shot I mean just beautiful scenery and the performances are spot on so that's on Netflix right now if you get a chance to see it it's just one of those things that I was just thinking if this movie were released now in the theaters or not now but a couple months ago I guarantee there'd be some awards at yeah. least chatter about it but because Netflix just doesn't know how to do anything except promote movies like Bright hmm. then movies like this get buried so it's, it's kind of a bummer have any of you guys seen Mudbound? I haven't yeah yeah, yeah. That, it's it's 
I agree with you. Netflix really buried it. It's crazy, but it, it's it's got some awards potential. It's going to be nominated for cinematography. This will be the nominations will be out by the time we release this show. So we'll see if I'm wrong. But Mary J. Blige has a shot. The movie just it, it didn't. It was a bad choice for Netflix because it's very slow moving. So admittedly, when I was watching it, I I got distracted. I got on my phone and did all this net. So it was really good. But uh, I think I would have liked it a lot more had I seen it in the theaters. So yeah, uh, yeah. What, what, what is the elevator? I mean, what is it about? What is this movie about? It's based on a novel that is around a 1940s uh, segregated family. Okay. Or not a family, I should say. It's a white family and a black family that work on the same farm. And about what's happening around the war and that town that they live in in Mississippi. So Got it. Okay, it's cool. A, it's, 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 it's really good. It is really it's, good. It's worth, it's worth a watch for sure. Okay. All right. Well, that takes us to our number nine. Chris, back yeah. to you. What is your ninth favorite film of 2017? You know, one of the things, too, that I, when putting this list together, was thinking about was films that I had constantly recommended or was talking about or had watched multiple times. So things that just kept coming up throughout the year. And this one came out pretty early in the year. In fact, I almost forgot about it until I started looking at the films that had come out. I believe it came out in January, if I'm not mistaken, and that is M. Night Shyamalan's new film, Split. Oh, I okay. I was really blown away by it. Uh, I had a great time, and I think I've seen this movie three times, uh, just with three different groups of people who had missed it, didn't know it was out, and so we rented it at home or um, in you know various different places on the road or whatever, and um, really just uh, had a good time with this film. I think M. Night is definitely back in his wheelhouse. He's, he's a kind of a perfect fit for, what, what's the production house that's doing all these now? Blumhouse? Uh, Blumhouse? Blumhouse, yes, Blumhouse. Uh, so I think that those guys are really working well together, and I hope they keep those restrictions as far as you know how much money he can spend in budget and all that. Really a great film. I thought some really good performances. Yeah, I really liked it. Split is my number nine. Yeah, good pick. James McAvoy's great in that movie. Yeah. For yes. Sure. All right. So, Joshua, that takes us to you. What is your number nine film? My number nine is another movie that got a little bit buried by Netflix. Um, we noticed it just pretty much right after it came out, I think. It popped up on our queue and we're like, well, we'll go ahead and give that a shot. This might be a controversial pick for a top 10 list, but my number nine is War Machine starring Brad Pitt. We are here to build, to protect, to support the civilian population. To that end, we must avoid killing it at all costs. We can't help them and kill them at the same time. It just ain't humanly possible. This war's been running eight years now, giving you reputation and your formidable drive. Our hope is that you're the man who will get the job done. Most of us here will know General McMars, the man who kicked out Kaida in the sack. You're welcome. Get your troops in order. Move the needle a little bit. Show everyone a nice looking set of graphs. Just finish this thing. It's a lost cause. You can stay in Afghanistan forever. That's why I'm gonna win it. So I don't want to go too much into it here because it might show up again for me in this episode. Spoiler alert for this episode. But I I think this movie might have been a little bit slighted by the critics. It has like a 54% on, on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or one of those. And I, I think it's worth a little bit more than that. And it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Have any of you guys actually seen it? Or I Yes. Okay. I, I was going to say I gathered that Daniel had. And... <laughs> 
he didn't yeah, like not. it as much as I did. No, I didn't. Uh, I thought I I just didn't think it was funny enough, or like the and the story wasn't interesting enough. So it was just kind of it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like right down the middle. So I yeah, I was a little ambivalent towards it. So I was I've been reading several things about different movies lately. So this I might have the wrong movie here, but was this the one that was produced by the same people as The Big Short? Because that would explain everything. Yes, it was. Okay, that's what I thought. That explains it. I guess I'm right, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's why Daniel hated it? Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes. Okay, all right, got yeah. it. Yeah. It's better than The Big Short. <laughs> oh. Oh, Daniel. That's not even true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Interesting pick, yeah. So is Brad, Brad Pitt, I'll, I've only seen the trailer, and that's how I, I knew that the producers of The Big Short, because they, they say that in the trailer. Is his character kind of a buffoon in the movie? Is that the deal? Uh, yes, but this movie is based on the, what's it called, The Operators, the actual expose from the Rolling Stone reporter who trailed Stanley McChrystal and his entourage, and it's what got Stanley McChrystal taken down as the, okay. the leader of the war over there. So it's based on a true story essentially like the big short just a slightly fictionalized version of it i think it's pretty great but that's just me okay war machine by josh recommended by josh all right daniel that takes us to you what's your number nine my number nine pick is call me by your name it is one of the most authentic movies of the year and and it's mainly because of the performance of timothy chalamet uh he is just uh, really great in the movie, and he, he he carries the whole movie on his shoulders. And so, uh, it, it the the movie's not perfect. It's kind of it, it can be a bit wandering. But the movie, I actually had it, uh, I actually had it lower on my list initially when I first saw it, and I just kind of because it has such a strong ending. Uh, I'm it, it has one of the the best final shots of possibly any movie uh in history it's it's up there and uh because it ends so strongly i just kept thinking about it and so uh i kind of it rose up in the ranks so uh i have it at number nine call me by your name call me by your name okay that's definitely a a pick that'll get some i think academy love in in many well not maybe not many but several categories did you end up saying that uh chad yeah i saw it i liked it a lot i i'm not I agree with you about the ending for sure. Wow. That was clearly the the moment that kind of makes the makes the movie land emotionally. Right. But for me, I think overall it's lusciously shot. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful and everything about the food and the place, <laughs> all of it is just it's it's immaculately done. But I just felt like the the story in and of itself was just kind of okay. I mean, it was, I agree about the performance. I think he encapsulates exactly the awkwardness of that, that whole situation and first love and first experiences. And it's, it's a marvelous performance, but I think overall the movie just left me kind of cold because it was just kind of eh, you know, as far as the story itself. Yeah. I I can't argue too much. I think the emotion just kind of, it, it, it really did stick the landing. (laughs) That really, that really was it for me. So yeah, I can't argue too much. No doubt about that. So my number nine is a movie that I never thought would have made my list, but the more and more, and it was lower, just like Daniel mentioned, and it worked its way back up because the more and more I thought about it, theatrically, this was the most emotional I was all year, and it's only The Brave. This movie oh. has some. This movie has some problems. It's it, it's not a perfect movie, but I there was no movie in 2017 that moved me more in the theater than this one. The performances are 
are stellar. The brotherhood that these men exhibit based on the true story of the granite hotshot is is perfect. It's just how it's how those kinds of uh, relationships work. And the story in and of itself just wrecked me. It, and the performances are great. Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges, just great across the board. So unexpectedly, Only the Brave is my number nine. So. Yeah, that was really good. Really, I that, I agree with you. That uh, was so emotional. It's crazy. Yep. All right, so that takes us now to Chris. Chris, we're up to number eight. What's your number eight film of the year? Wonder Woman. You know, it was All interesting. Right. There, there was such debate about whether or not a female superhero could do well at the box office because of the track record that women, uh, female superheroes have had. And of course, Wonder Woman has blown that out of the water. I think today it's got like 821 million. It's made 821 million dollars, and so you know it's definitely a bona fide success. Patty Jenkins as the director, I think, was absolutely the right move. I, I truly wish they would just give her the entire DC world and just say make what you want to make and uh anyway i i really enjoyed wonder woman uh it was spectacular one of the very best kind of action sequences in the no man's land uh moment in that film of any film this year it, it was a really great action sequence so for me uh yeah, number eight is wonder woman yeah i agree about no man's land sequence fantastic if only the last 20 minutes of the movie weren't garbage but you're right it's a it's a it's a good movie for sure and one that I think a lot of people agree with you that uh, DC may be the only DC movie up to this point recently that, that got it right. So that takes us to you now, Josh. What's your number eight? All right. My number eight, if my number nine didn't do do it for you, my number eight will be the one that tells you that I did not see enough movies last year. <laughs> <laughs> but it made it this high in the list because A, I saw it pretty recently and B, I was just just kind of riveted. I don't want to say riveted, but very interested the whole time. And that was a Netflix maybe documentary called Jim and Andy about okay. the making of Man on the Moon. And Daniel saw this and he has his own take about it, which may or may not be accurate. But either way, this movie is very entertaining. Watching the Jim Carrey interview spliced together with this behind-the-scenes footage from Man on the Moon is is just a great hour and a half it's it's entertaining oh i'm with you on that one i i, I really enjoyed it i thought it was great yeah i agree i agree it's definitely the just the framework and how it's put together is is worth a watch just for that part of it let alone seeing jim carrey being jim carrey at the height of his powers <laughs> right mm-hmm. and at the height of his craziness now yeah um, i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say seeing him now and <laughs> right. just being this calm and this crazy is is a thing to behold. You know what's really crazy is there's some of that. The longer he talks about some of his theories about life and different things, he starts to kind of make sense. I'm like, yes. whoa, yeah. I'm getting, I've got to, I've got to step away. I've got to step away. Oh man, I'm, he's drawing me in. Be careful, just, don't get sucked in. Just got to do what Andy us. wants to do. I'm telling you. All right, so uh, Daniel, let's go to you. What was your number eight film? Well, we reviewed it earlier in the year, and I I still love it as much as I did when we recorded. My number eight pick is The Big Sick. Uh, it is sweet and hilarious and charming. It's a, it's a it's a pure rom-com, which we don't have that often anymore, honestly. It has some of the funniest, the biggest laughs of the year easily. We talked about it in our review. Uh, and, and it's just a, a, it's a movie about bringing people together. I mean, come on. We, it's, we need that uh, right now. So Big Sick is great. And it's, it's already on Amazon Prime, so everybody can go watch it if you have Amazon Prime, at least. So go watch it, because it's great. 
Yeah, you should. I just watched it with my wife the other day, and it was it was great. It really was nice. That, that was your first time watching it. It was. It was our first time seeing it. Yeah, we we kind of delayed it because honestly, I thought it was going to be well. I don't want to give any spoilers, but based on the title, I thought it was going to be sad. Um, oh, and so oh. I was like, well, you know, it's getting all this, you know, award buzz and, you know, the title. So I'm, I'm going to assume this movie is going to be somewhat sad. And it's, um, I don't want to say anything about it, but other than you, sh- you should watch it, even if that is your worry. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's really great. It is. Yeah. And as far as it being sad, I heard an interview with Kamel Nanjiani who said that when they were working through the drafts of the script, that at one point Judd Apatow made them go in and just insert 50 more jokes into the screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> just as he's like, it needs more jokes. And the, you have to get in 50. And nice. they, I think he said they ended up putting in 47. And of the 47, like 26 of them made it in there. So it's, it is, it is really very funny. And just in time for Amazon to say that they're not interested in making these kinds of movies right. anymore, they want to go to Blockbuster. So Ridiculous. isn't that great? But anyway, so this takes me to my number eight. Again, unexpected. I saw this movie earlier in the year, and it just stuck with me. I I recently saw it again, and it holds up great performances, fantastic action, but a a seriousness that I think gets it right. And so that movie for me is Logan. I had no intention when I I saw it of thinking it would be on my top ten of the year uh, because this is one of those where I think I've got some better quote-unquote movies that are below it but this one just really it just hit me in a in a great place as far as accomplishing what it was trying to do and take and do a serious take on this character so for me logan was an easy pick nice. all right which takes us now back to chris and chris we're up to number seven what is your yeah. lucky number seven well, you know, I enjoy a good documentary, and Netflix has gotten a lot of love uh, from from us already on our list. We're not even halfway through, and yet I think we've already thrown out four or five Netflix films, and I'm going to do another one. I tell you what, I saw this pop up, I heard some things about it, and once I watched it, I was blown away, and that is Icarus. Don't listen, don't, guys, listen to me. I, we just, I, I had chosen this to be, have a... A, a voice, not a voice, to play the trailer before I talked about it. And I'm telling you what, there's too many spoilers, even in the audio of this. So don't even, don't, don't, don't watch the trailer, please. I hadn't watched the trailer. I didn't know what it was about. I assumed it was about something completely different than it ended up being. And that's why I loved this so much. It, this documentary takes you on a ride. It is the like antithesis of what a documentarian does when he gets like, fully drawn into a story and I'm telling you what the rabbit hole the story that you go through the 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 beginning middle and end you start someplace that you uh, never thought you would you'd start from and then you'd end up someplace completely different it's just it's nuts um, so please spare yourself S- just click play on Icarus don't look at anything about it don't watch don't don't read the summary don't watch the trailer just watch the movie it is a spectacular ride yep and for the record almost all movies are better that way i'll just leave that at, you know leave it at that i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna disagree i'm not gonna disagree with you on that but especially this film because if you don't know what it's about it'll blow you away you it really will yeah that's so, true it's true that is true very true that's a good pick yeah that's a very good pick all right some documentaries getting love here tonight in our top tens i like that i like that all right uh, josh let's go to you what's your number seven Okay, speaking of movies that we never expected to be on our top 10, this is a genre that I never expected to be on any top list ever. But, again, 18 movies last year. But this is a good movie 
despite the fact that I did not see any movies last year. And that is Jordan Peele's Get Out. It is just a gripping horror movie. Is that can I can I yep. say that and still be who I am? I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But it it got awards and nominations in the comedy category, so I at least have a little bit of, of saving grace there. You should watch Get Out. I agree. Yeah, the Hollywood Foreign Press has your back, Josh. You want to use right. them as your credibility right. standard. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Get Out's great. There's no doubt about it. Good pick there for sure. Daniel, what about you? What's your number seven? Uh, with my number seven pick, uh, it is, it's Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan took the war genre and uh, was, you know, something we've seen a hundred times, and he managed to do something really unique and different with it. You know, he, he had this unique narrative structure and uh, weaved these multiple stories together in a really interesting and, and new way. And so the movie is insanely tense. It is really gripping, and uh, it's amazing cinematography and performances and everything. It's just all around a spectacular film. So, yes, Dunkirk is my number seven pick. Agreed. Agreed with that assessment for sure. My number seven is a movie that I laughed so much uh, in this movie, partly because of the, the crowd that I was with. It was obvious that we were all fans of what we were seeing and that's the disaster artist Hmm. great performance by james franco i i hold a quote-unquote special place in my heart for the room and so it was just really nice to see this movie that talked about friendship and not giving up on your dreams and it's very interesting now to see tommy wiseau at real award shows and it's just it's just a good happy funny film so for me that's my number seven the disaster artist josh or chris do you guys ever see this one oh yes i love the disaster artist it was wonderful oh that's right we reviewed it that's right yeah that's right, chris yeah you liked it that's right josh you need to see it i think you would like it well after i need to see you, the room first after you right? see the room yes after you see the room and when am i gonna do that because my wife's not gonna watch it with me <laughs> i think your wife would make it 14 seconds into the room and that would be it <laughs> So I've got a DVD copy, Josh. It'll be like the old days. I'll I'll slide it under your door, and then you just have to. Oh, we've we've traded DVDs it. before. I remember the last time we traded d- a DVD, and we won't talk about that. Oh boy, I don't. I this? don't. And I'm afraid to ask. Because I'm sure it's true. <laughs> so, moving right along, oh, Chris. Yeah. Up to our that took an unexpected turn. Sure did. All right, Chris. We're up to our number six. What's your number six film? Okay, so Melody and I were uh, out of town, and we wanted to see a movie, and. This would not have been the movie we would have picked, but we thought, you know what? We're familiar with the director. We really like Edgar Wright. So let's go see Baby Driver. And holy cow, that movie blew us away. It is, it's a musical action thriller crime drama. It's insane. And it's unlike anything I've ever seen. It really is great. Uh, I loved Baby Driver, and it's my number six. That's a great pick, Chris, for sure. I think it may be uh, my favorite of Edgar Wright's. It is really great. All right, Josh, this goes to you. Number six. What is your number six Number six. Uh, number six. This is where we get to the part of my list where all of my things have been said before but are lower on everyone else's list. Uh, my number six is also a movie I didn't expect to be on a top ten list, but it's Logan. ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. 
Be careful. I need the girl. Buckara. Go get her. So, yeah, anyone who has listened to this show for the last, I don't know, year or two or more, because I've been sick of superhero movies from probably more than two years now, knows that I'm sick of superhero movies. But Logan is not that. Logan features a few Marvel superheroes, but it's a drama and a good one at that. It's, It's visceral, it's violent, but it's also very, very emotional. It's Hugh Jackman's ninth movie as Wolverine, which is just insane. But it is unlike any of the others, and it's worth a watch if you can make it through the the brutality of it all. It's got a very, very uh, heartfelt story. I agree. It's a great movie. Plus, it's the movie that got me the nickname Caliban, so there's that. (laughs) It has my favorite closing shot of the year of any film that I saw. It's just so, so great. So great. All right, Daniel, it goes to you. We're up to number six. What's your sixth favorite film of 2017? Well, there are some movies that you don't necessarily call enjoyable, but you highly recommend them. And for me, this year, that is Detroit. Detroit, a city of war. On the city's west side, a 150-block area is off limits to everybody. U.S. Army paratroopers, National Guardsmen, state and local police are continuing the fight against a handful of snipers. Hello. Oh, everything is fine. No trouble here. I'll sleep when they stop riding. Hey, fellas. I'm going to that grocery store across the street. I come bearing gifts. Thank you. You got any sugar? Don't push it, man. It's a war zone out there. They're destroying the city. Whoa, hey, y'all seeing this? Hey, look, we're not too far from the Algiers. Let's just go there until all this blows over. So this movie just really, really moved me. It is, like I said, not exactly enjoyable. It's a really difficult film to watch. It is um, really challenging and uh, tense, and uh, but it, it really, in a good way, necessary way uh hopefully it makes you as angry as it made i hopefully it makes you as angry as it made me i was really i mean it brought me to tears it really it's this is what film does best It, it enlightens you to experiences that you can't normally experience in the real world this is something that i won't ever have to experience uh but it's something that i need to uh know about and we all need to be concerned about and so that's that's what uh this movie did for me and it really moved me and challenged me so i really recommend you seeing it it's detroit yeah it's a solid pick um i think we talked about that on a bonus episode or something daniel at some point just in in passing and uh that was a movie that i appreciated more than i like i feel like it has some some problems but i certainly understand how it, it landed as high as it did on your list it's put together just just brilliantly for yeah. sure and along that same theme of films that moved you but on the complete opposite end of the spectrum for me is <laughs> and this is kind of the theme for me of the bottom half of my top 10 were movies that when i saw them i didn't think had any chance of making my top 10 but that stayed with me and that is Pixar's Coco. If I'm being completely honest about this movie, it is so beautiful. It, it it captures the Mexican culture so perfectly and puts 
characters like that in front of children that normally aren't used to seeing characters portrayed accurately from a different culture. It's inclusive. It's beautiful. It's moving at the end in a way that I still get emotional just even thinking about it. And it's just it's just an, from an animation standpoint, it's as good as it gets. And for me, a movie that has stayed with me uh, long after my first viewing. So Pixar does it again as far as I'm concerned. And uh, it is Coco for sure. Which now takes us to Chris. We're in our top five in the home stretch here, Chris. What is yeah, your yeah. number five? Well, it's already been mentioned twice, but uh, for me, it's Logan. Goodness. I don't know. I don't want to say too much more about it because we've already said a lot, but Patrick Stewart back as Professor X, Hugh Jackman, they're performances alone the journey that they go on the simplicity of the plot just culminates in just an amazing film uh the ending of this movie just like you said chad is emotional where it had no like right to be emotional so i i was just i was blown away by this film i i really had a a a good time watching it and it like again, it, it kind of hit me on an emotional level that was unexpected. So Logan for me is my number five. Okay, solid pick. Josh, to you, what's your number five? For me is one that you already covered pretty well, um, Chad, but it's only the brave. I did Yes. Yes. It hit it hit five. Um, I did know the story going into it, so it, it didn't have quite the same emotional impact at the end at least that it did. Uh, for you but at the same time you watch this movie or at least my experience watching the movie was that if this hadn't been a true story some of the some of the interactions and some of the the plot points for the various characters would have been a little bit too a little bit too on the nose a little bit too played for effect but it's real and the performances are fantastic and it's definitely worth seeing. Oh, man, I agree. I'm trying to get some friends of mine that just, they don't know the story, but you tell them about it, and they're like, eh, sounds like just another one of those hero movies, but it, this one, I think, is a step above, and I, I wish people would go see it. All right, Daniel, number five for you. Where are you? I, at number five, have three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's confrontational and violent and angry, but uh, it's it's really enjoyable and, and really funny at a lot of times and, and moving as well. We, we reviewed it on a bonus episode. It's one of the movies that was the most unpredictable for me. I really never had a clue where it was going, uh, and so I thought it was... Uh, they had the best ensemble of the year and it was just all around a fantastic film so that's my number five i totally agree and my number five is also three billboards <laughs> outside ebbing Missouri. Hey. nice i guess you're angela hayes's mother that's right i'm angela hayes's mother so mildred hayes why did you put up these billboards my daughter angela was murdered seven months ago it seems to me the police department is too busy torturing black folks to solve actual crime what the hell is this I think we got kind of a problem. Sunshine beating on a good time. I'd do anything to catch your daughter's killer. I don't think those billboards is very fair. The time it took you to get out here whining like a bitch, Willoughby. Some other poor girl's probably out there being butchered right now. The town is dead set against these billboards. You know who threw that can? What can? How about you, sweetheart? Uh, no, I, I didn't really... Go, girl. 
Yeah, this movie, for all the reasons you said, Daniel, it's it's unpredictable. The performances across the board are excellent. It has a couple of my favorite scenes, favorite in quotes because it wasn't an easy watch, but just my favorite uh, put together scenes of the of the year. It is it's a hard watch, but it is an excellent excellent film. I, I agree with you all the way. So that gets us up to number four, Chris. Yeah. What's your number four? Well, you know, it's award season, and uh, this next one is up for a few. Razzies, that is. It's up for the worst actress, worst supporting actor, and worst director. What movie could I be talking about other than Mother? We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of it. Every last detail. And she breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. Please, come in. Hello. Hello. He's a stranger. We're just gonna let him sleep in our house. Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? He has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? Mother was took me on a journey that I it's so hard to even talk about without with, with, with knowing that maybe somebody who's listening to you hasn't seen the film like uh, me it is yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do my best to just not say much about it other than the journey that it takes you on is so unexpected I thought expertly uh, crafted and put together I mean you can say it's one of the worst films you saw this year that's fine. But I still, I, I, if you argue that the director didn't know what he was doing uh, and didn't put this together the exact way that he wanted to, you'd be wrong. Because I think the way that they do things here is just spectacular, unlike anything else. And I was genuinely blown away. And I've thought about this film probably more than any other movie I've seen this year. It just, it, it was, it was insanity and it was, uh, it was amazing. So for me, Mother is my number four. The Razzies are so dumb. Like, yeah, that's, I know. <laughs> and even people who don't like the movie, like it's not in my top 10, but nobody <clears throat> thinks Jennifer Lawrence was one of the worst actresses of the year. That's just that's yeah. stupid. Well, no, I her, just, her performance is one of the best things in the movie. Exactly. It is. It so is. Dumb. Yeah. Well, see, that's what <laughs> I was just looking up, you know, the different films that I had chosen in my top five just to kind of see the background. And I was I was amazed, you know, the, 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 the top hits are, you know, Mother nominated for Razzie Awards. So I was like, what? How? I don't understand. I do, though, if. Yeah, there, there's a certain group of people who would see this movie and not let it not think about it at all. And it could be one of the worst movies of the year to you. I understand that, but I think the conversation that you can have after this movie might sway you. So right. I, I think it's powerful. I, I really do think this movie is powerful. I understand how and why some people could hate this movie. Yeah. I do not understand how anyone could think that it isn't put together right. just in the yeah. highest ways yeah. from performance to yes. cinematography to and he, it's clear that Aronofsky had a very specific thing that he was doing and he yeah. did it now you may not like it but he did it yeah. uh, this is polarizing for sure but the Razzie come on man come on what was that movie Daniel I haven't even seen it but by um Colin uh, Trevorrow that was you said oh was so bad right so that movie isn't oh. nominated for any Razzies and mother is I mean really 
The, so and I also, the book of Henry you're talking about. Book of Henry. Don't yes, even get me freaking started. <laughs> oh, I could yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. how bad that movie is for a long time. That's well, also the funny, the, one of the first hits too here is, is the Razzie wastes everyone time by nominating Mother and not the Snowman. Apparently people are very <laughs> upset about that. That's from yeah. AV Club. So, no, I totally agree, man. This Mother was oh, so good. I loved it. Number four, that's really high. All right, Chris. All right, Josh, to you now. What is your number four? My number four hasn't shown up on anyone's list yet, which means it hasn't made anyone else's top ten. But, oh, well, I'm going to say it anyway. It's a very traditionalist awards bait type pick. But my number four is The Post. And the performances and the just the production value and put-togetherness of this movie, I think, deserves it a spot somewhere. And you're probably going to see it because it's a Spielberg movie if you haven't seen it yet. But just watch it. Don't write my list for me. You don't know what's on my list. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. It, it could be much higher. But I figured it wouldn't have made anyone's top five. But I could be wrong. Everyone's yeah. seen at least like the number of movies I've seen squared. So <laughs> <laughs> That was my number 11. So it almost made it. Close yeah. then, close. Yeah, it didn't it's, make my top ten, but you never know with Chris. We'll see. No, it's we'll it's see. on my honorable mentions. Post is not <laughs> my top five. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, so now, Daniel, that takes us to you. What's your number four of 2017? It's honestly a shock that Get Out is only number four for me because I really loved this movie. And it was my number one uh, uh, movie of the year for quite a long time. I think it is easily one of the best horror movies made in a very long time it's a fantastic social commentary and one of the best directorial debuts of all time uh it is so smart and so tense um it never stoops to cliches uh movies like get out are uh, are not often so that's why i'm 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 so glad we had i can't wait to see what jordan peele does next because this movie was just gripping and incredible and everyone should watch it I don't know. It maybe stooped to one cliche, but it was a very funny cliche, so it was it deserved to be in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It uh spoiler alert, but it did not make my top 10, but that would probably be my number 11. I think it's a great movie okay. for all the reasons that you said. Now, of all the movies for me that are on my list, this is the one that I I've seen the most recently. I saw it just a couple of days ago and and so I hope that it's not just the immediacy of of the impact that it had on me. But the more that I've seen it, this movie, I think, is tailor-made for the the kinds of things that I enjoy and the kinds of things that move me. It is funny. It is weird. It's unique. It's beautifully shot. And it it moved me in a significant way. And that movie is Brigsby Bear. I know not a lot of people have seen this. I know Daniel mentioned it in one of our recent blog posts about movies that you probably missed. But this movie is... Daniel, I think in your article, you you wrote that it was a love letter to filmmaking. I I read it more as, although I can certainly see that, a love letter to nostalgia, meaning the the things that we are nostalgic about because they help raise us as kids and how they impact us as we grow. It has an incredibly cool premise, and the central performance is is this movie may be the sweetest movie I've seen in three or four years. It's just not a mean, mean bone in its body. And in a, with a slate of films that are constantly exploring things that are dark and negative or mean, it was a breath of fresh air to me. And I love this movie and whatever I can do to get people to see it, I strongly suggest 
go out and see Brigsby Bear. Did you Daniel, watch? You you liked it, right? Oh my gosh, I freaking love Brigsby Bear. I'm so bummed that it's not on my list. I I really I it was in there for a long time, and I just reshaped things. But uh, I absolutely love Brigsby Bear. Did you watch it on my recommendation? Yes. All right, I'll take that as a win. Yeah. I uh, yeah man, for sure. That movie is so good. Uh, I, I I watched it twice, and it is just it's so sweet. Like it's just such it a is. sweet movie. It's so, it's so sweet, but not in a way that is cliche. Right. It's so so good. Chris, you should <laughs> definitely you should definitely watch this with Melody. Melody, I think will love this movie. Where is is it available on streaming or is yeah, it? Yeah, a... you can rent it. You can rent it now. All right, so, done. And now, folks, we're to our top. Three yeah. picks. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. It's getting serious. So far, I think just to catch us up, Logan has appeared on three of our lists. Yep. And it'll Get stop Out there. I'll a- just spoilers. <laughs> there you go. No, I'll wait Get for Out- it. Get Out has appeared on two. We'll see where things go now that we're into our top three. So, Chris, yeah. what is your number three film of 2017? Actually, actually, I hate to correct you, but Get Out's going to appear on three because Get Out is my number three movie nice. of the year. All right. Uh, man, this movie, oh, this movie, so good. Uh, I've got a lot of thrillers on my list this year and this was one of the like it is the best it does a great job of faking you out you think the movie is about one thing and then it's not and then it kind of actually is but it, it's it's really a great a great film and if you haven't seen it you should and see it with a group of people because especially folks who you know maybe aren't huge fans of um uh horror films just like Josh was not a fan of horror film because I think this will surprise them. It's done it. it it's done excellently done very well and with purpose. And so for me, get out is my number three film of the year. All right. Good pick. Cannot argue with that one bit. All right, Joshua, where are you? What's your number three? Well, my number three is a movie that I saw nowhere near its release date. I waited a long time to see it, but that gave me the chance to see it when it came back to my town at a 70 millimeter laser IMAX <laughs> stories high screen it was fantastic and that movie is Dunkirk yeah it is nice thank you Chad for inviting me to finally go see that movie because for all the reasons that have already been stated it it takes war movies that we've seen a lot we've seen the genre a lot and it puts it together in a very original way it's gripping and it's tense uh, you expect that from a war movie but this one does it in a very different way and you almost have to re-watch it to really understand everything that happened in the movie and i'll leave it at that it is edge of your seat movie and it's great can i ask if you have you seen it again did you watch it again or did you only see it once? <laughs> so i haven't oh but I went with Chad, and it was his. Was it your second time or third time at that point? That, that was my second. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything, but this is going to show up later on one of my lists, um, and uh, I can't. Oh, really discuss here we this. go. Here well, we listen, go. I'm I'm here to tell you that laser IMAX should be the only way that you can screen movies. It's, it's <laughs> yes. so awesome. It is fantastic. So awesome, and especially for a movie like that. It yeah, was I watched just, it on just, my oh, iPhone. It's really great. <laughs> you millennial of course you did seeing it in that format was a little bit um it takes you out of the experience every once in a while because there are certain scenes that they weren't able to shoot on that giant imax camera and so it was going in and out of giant full screen in your face to normal widescreen and that was a little bit strange 
Yeah, but stop picking nits, Josh. I'm not. But no, but I'm, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was great. All right. All right, Daniel. What about you? What is your number three pick? Baby Driver. It is just effortlessly cool. It is so much fun. Edgar Wright directs the movie with such confidence that uh, it doesn't veer off track for a second. Hey, that was an accidental kind of pun. It uh, it's so so much fun. It's it, every action sequence uh, makes your hands sweat, and it all looks so good because there's pretty much no special effects used. It's all real. It looks amazing, um, and it's it's also more than car chases. Uh, the the chemistry between the cast is great. Between Ansel Elgort and Lily James's characters are, is great, and there's some nice romance there. The music is incredible, and and it's directed to the music so well, unlike any other movie I've ever seen, even including musicals. Uh, so it, it's just all around such a cool movie, such a fun movie. I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I can't agree more, man. Love that. Yeah, movie. that's a great pick. I have haven't seen that one a second time and i really want to i'm sure that it's uh that it's just as good as i remember it's even right. better on the second viewing yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen I it agree. twice but it's even better oh. on the second viewing. <laughs> i see what you did there see i see what you did there well my number three is a film that i also saw a long time ago and it is it was uh, written and directed, essentially uh, his main directorial debut, but from a screenwriter who's also an actor who's been in tons of television. And his name is Taylor Sheridan. Uh, he's the screenwriter behind Sicario and Hell or High Water, which was in my top five last year. And this year he wrote and directed a movie called Wind River. And it is fantastic. The, the story, the pacing, the drama, the way that the action is set up, it, it's kind of Cohen-ish in the way that these sudden outbursts of violence that are built up to when they happen, it's very cathartic. Performances across the board, I think, are really very good. And he showed, a, I mean, to, for his debut to be directed in the snow, it's gorgeous cinematography. And it's not a movie that a lot of people uh, have seen, but it's one that I highly recommend. I mean, this guy, for his first three major things to be Sicario, Hell or High Water, and now this one, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Consider me on board with anything that he does. So hey, for me, that's Wind River. Fun fact, he actually directed a really crappy horror movie a few years before he did Sicario, but he just is telling people people it's his directorial debut because he's embarrassed so he's also a liar yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wind river just is just like everyone in hollywood no worries he'll fit right in yeah have you guys seen wind river any of you so good i i haven't no yeah it's great i, I, I love I, I the definitely. uh the, the how do i say it without getting spoilers like the construction there's there's a cut in this yeah. movie that is just uh uh-huh. wild it's so yep. well done yeah, it's well, really, really good movie. All right, so now we're to our top two. Here yes. we go. Chris, hey, hey. what is your number two? For me, my number two is Blade Runner 2049. Hmm. Uh, look, I think Denis Villeneuve has now become my favorite director in Hollywood. I don't know. He just blows me away. He, he's contemplative. He is... Uh, he takes his time. He's willing uh, to make you uncomfortable, but... Everything he shoots is just beautiful. And of course, this was shot by Roger Deakins and every frame in this movie could be hung up on a wall and is is, is art. It, it really is incredible. I, I loved the experience of seeing this film. Uh, I enjoyed everything about it. I think, look, to be in that room and someone recommend that they make a sequel to Blade Runner, many people who think that film is 
so heady and you know a, a great film and I watched it in one of our uh, our film courses in college and you know people talk about it all the time as one of the better sci-fi films or kind of changed sci-fi you know the last you know 30 years 40 years it's it's incredible that they decided to make a sequel and it's even more incredible that the sequel was this great um, and so for me it was Blade Runner 2049 wow. I, I adored this film all right high praise high praise all right, now that goes to Josh. Josh, I must admit that I thought Dunkirk was going to be your number one, so now I am completely uh, on pins and needles. What's your really? number two film of the year? Well, this is going to be interesting then. All right, so my number two movie has made it up to number two. Maybe there are other movies on my list that were better movies. Um, there's certainly more predictable choices than this, but it made it up there so high just for how gripping it was and how much I was just in from very, very soon into the movie. You start out watching one movie and a, a, and a little bit in it completely turns on you and that movie is Icarus. Yeah. Yes. It's just like Chris said, do not watch the trailer. Don't do any of it. Go watch the movie. Start the movie buy into the premise from the beginning and then just watch what happens oh man you, <laughs> the whole time you're like this is this is just some guy who who stumbled on all this and what's what's going to happen it's it, way beyond the bounds of what a normal documentary is and it's it's not a put on at all because you know this from the news and it's fantastic it really is it's so good this movie oh it's I, Everyone I've recommended this movie to immediately about halfway well about halfway through their viewing sends me a text and say, <laughs> "What is this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Right, that's why I told you to watch this, man." Because everybody's like, "No, I don't want to watch a documentary." Trust right, me, right? Exactly. Watch this thing. First Do of it. all, anybody that says they don't want to watch a documentary should not be your friend. I, okay? I agree. I agree, man. Look, I, I I pick them very carefully. You know, Chris is spreading the good news to so all of us. So good. Yes. Good for you. My favorite documentary. It's probably my second favorite documentary um and when we get to honorable mentions i'll tell you about my favorite but yeah i agree icarus is absolutely great all right daniel number two for you what's your second favorite of 2017 there is no other movie from 2017 that stuck in my brain like the florida project when i first saw it i i really liked it a lot but but i kind of placed it low on my list uh like nine or ten or something and then after a day or so i just couldn't stop thinking about the movie and and it was just running through my mind the whole time so i bumped it up a few spots i saw the movie a second time and bumped it up even more to like you know four or five and then i've, I've still just kept thinking about this movie all year long for or however long i've seen it maybe three months uh, and I just kept bumping it up and up and up. And so it's my number two favorite movie. It is so charming and joyous hanging out with these kids in their life. Um, Brooklyn Prince is a revelation. She is so good. And then, But it, it, it's also kind of a heartbreaking film. It, it highlights realities of poverty and child abuse and, and these real uh, sad issues. Uh, but it never stops being charming and utterly authentic and has some of the best performances of the year. I really cannot stop thinking about this movie. I really want you all to watch it. The Florida Project. So good. Chad, I know you watched it. Um, did you feel the same as I did? Uh, I mean, maybe not quite that strong, but yes, it's still very great. And I think the takeaway here is if we wait another two weeks, this may jump up to number one. It really it just could. needs more time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. That's a great pick. Okay. So for me, my number two is one that we've heard before. And this one for the longest time was my number one until maybe just a month or so ago. And that is Dunkirk. This movie is is pure cinema. Christopher Nolan his entire career has prepared him to make this kind of a war movie that, uh, I mean, I read things talking about how the script was only like 37 pages and a lot of just direction about action. And he wanted to make his version of almost a non-dialogue film. It is so tense. The performances are unbelievable. If it wasn't for Roger Deakins, who I hope wins the, the award for cinematography, and I think he will, this one would be a slam dunk. It's unlike anything that I've ever seen, and it is just a masterpiece of filmmaking. It is a masterpiece of filmmaking. So for me, uh, and the second viewing is even better because I, I admit the first time through can be a little tricky to kind of follow everything that's happening, but it's it's just a phenomenally good film. So now, folks, it brings us to that fateful moment. Our number one picks of 2017. So far, it seems as if Dunkirk is probably in the lead, if not by a narrow margin over uh, over Get Out and Logan. So let's see if anything changes with our number one picks. Chris. Yes. Your favorite film of 2017. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Wow. Man, this movie is freaking fantastic. Number I loved, one. Number one. Wow. It is, right. It is so wonderful. I loved everything about it, what it stood for, what it was about, the fact that it is something that I'm going to get to share with my daughters sooner rather than later. I just, I adored this movie, and I've seen it the most of any film uh, in the theater this year. I've seen it, I don't know, I think three times now. I'm hoping to see it a fourth uh, here shortly. It is just, uh, man, this movie is really truly great i had a blast with uh with star wars the last jedi it was unexpected i I thought for sure that what jj had done with the force awakens and what they had done with rogue one is going to kind of be the baseline and everything else is going to kind of go downhill from there but i really do think this sets in my mind anyway kind of a new high in, in that franchise and i just i adored it man the last jedi that is my number one pick Chris pulling out the surprise, wow. the Last Jedi. Oh, Heck make yeah, my honorable man. mentions. I agree that I have seen that movie three times. I've seen it three times in the theater. It's a great movie. It is. It's a great movie. Yeah. No. Again, this of, is this is our favorites of the year, right? So this right. is without a doubt my favorite film of the year. No, no doubt. Right. Hey, listen, you stand strong over there. Ryan Johnson made a, made I, a he made a I, Star Wars movie. People, whether you believe it or not, he did. <laughs> All right, Josh. So I'm definitely curious here. I'm genuinely curious. What is your number one film of 2017? So did you just honestly say that Chris picking a Star Wars movie as his favorite movie was a surprise? That's fair. I didn't really think... Ju- you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've literally been saying this the ent- I mean, for the last however long it's been since we've seen the film. It's, it's true. my favorite movie of the year. Let me tell you what a surprise is. A surprise is when I abandon all of my street cred that I have built up through my, what has it now been, five years on this show, (laughs) Um, and say that my number one movie of 2017 was The Big Sick. Nice. 
Why does that damage your credibility? It's a great film. It's amazing because it's because it's because a romantic. Other people like it. That's yeah, and like, because it's like not. about human people and emotions, and like it's a romantic comedy, <laughs> of and which you it's are not sweet. One. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that that has been my entire persona this whole time. So it's true. yes, it's true. yes. No, the the big sick. It's it's just great. It's funny. It's heartfelt. The performances are great. I don't know whether it counts because Kamel Nanjiani is playing himself, but the woman who plays his uh, his partner in this movie is not playing herself, so there's that. But it is, it's just a good movie from start to finish. Nice. I agree. It's in my honorable mentions. It's, it's, a great, it's a great movie, no doubt about it. All right, Daniel. So here we are, your number one film of 2017 out of the 100,000 movies that you saw. <laughs> What is your favorite? I am so upset that this movie is on nobody else's list tonight because it is a very nearly perfect film, and that is Lady Bird. I hate California. I want to go to the East Coast. I want to go where culture is, like How New in the York, world did I race or at least snow. Connecticut or New Hampshire, where writers live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom! You should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College and then to jail and then back to City College and then maybe you'd learn to pull yourself up and not expect everybody to do everything. Lady Bird, is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quotes? I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Lady Bird always says that she lives on the wrong side of the tracks, but I always thought that that was like a metaphor. But there are actual train tracks. What you do is very baller. It's very anarchist. Put the magazine back! <laughs> she has a big heart, your mom. She's warm, but she's also kind of scary. You can't be scary and warm. I think you can. Your mom is. So, you're not interested in any Catholic colleges? No way. I want schools like Yale, but not Yale because I probably couldn't get in. <laughs> you definitely couldn't get in. I was completely enamored by Lady Bird. Like I said, it's pretty much perfect. Uh, Saoirse Ronan gives such an honest and authentically high school performance. So much of, the, of this movie just feels so high school in the best possible way. It's just so real. Laurie Metcalf is wonderful as well. And, and together, they show this really layered and complex mother-daughter relationship. And, it, and it's, it's really incredible to watch. Uh, it's a coming-of-age film, uh, but it's, it's so relatable, hilarious. Um, it's got perfect pacing. And uh, it's just it's just completely charming. It hit every right note for me. It's easily the best film of the year. It's Lady Bird, and it should always be Lady Bird. <laughs> I think La La Land is offended, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, I have a suspicion that that would have made my list, but yes. I haven't seen it. I think you so. would really love that I movie. S- I will. I will see it someday soon when it hits the streaming <laughs> platforms. You know I that just as well as you know that Dunkirk is best on its second viewing. You know that. <laughs> Look, I saw it with Chad, and when he said that as we left the movie, I was like, "Yeah, I can see how that would absolutely be true." So that was yeah, that was I where I got Lady, that from. I think Lady Bird is probably a little too positive for you to like it, Josh. Uh, the Big Sick is no pretty well. Oh, maybe no, not. Lady Bird is like it's made for Daniel. It's like if you took <laughs> Daniel's brain out and pulled a movie out, it's Lady Bird. It's like perfect for oh, him. Whereas so you, mm, I don't know. It's a it's a coming of Daniel's age film. <laughs> it is. I'll it accept is. that. It's a great movie. It is a good movie. I will agree no, with that for it's sure. It's a great movie. Don't <laughs> just shush. <laughs> I, I think that I think the scene in the car with the mom and the daughter is maybe 
the funniest scene that I saw this year. It was really hilarious, that whole go to jail, and then she throws herself out of the car. All that was really great. I just didn't think the rest of the movie was, was as funny. But If you're wrong, again, it's fine. It, it's fine. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. It's I don't, we'll get to that a little bit later. So uh, that brings me now to my number one. When I had Dun- Dunkirk as my number one for so long, I just kind of cemented it that it would be. And when I saw this movie, maybe 20, 30 minutes after the movie was over, I was still emotional about it, still thinking about it, watched it again. And it is clearly number one, and it's not the kind of movie I don't that I think would normally be my number one, or hasn't historically been. But it's like I told Daniel earlier, I did not feel, uh, when he was talking about the Florida Project, I did not feel the same way that he did. That's because I like it even more, and it's my number one film oh, the Florida yes. Project. Okay, I warned you, one drip and you're out. Oh, come on! Out now! It's gonna melt outside! It's melting inside, too. But Bobby... Out? Thank you very much. You're not welcome. The man who lives in here gets arrested a lot. These are the rooms we're not supposed to go in. But let's go anyway. Could you give us some change, please? The doctor said we have asthma and we gotta eat ice cream right away. Here you go. Hey, Lee, got a situation here. Open up. It's only second week of the summer, and there's already been a dead fish in the pool. We're trying to get it back alive. Water balloons thrown at tourists. Boobies! Boobies! I failed as a mother, Moni. Yeah, Mom, you're a disgrace. This movie is heartbreaking and hilarious and beautifully shot. And it talks about and explores so many, so many things that are pertinent. As Daniel mentioned, it talks about poverty. And the thing is, these kids, they don't know that they're poor. They don't know that they're being abused. They love their parents. They love their life and they find joy in everything in their life. And growing up in a in a state, specifically when I lived in Alabama, around abject poverty, this movie absolutely gets it so right. Brooklyn Prince, at, who I think in real life is seven but plays a six-year-old, is unbelievably good i mean i cannot i cannot overstate how good she was this film is so moving and just thinking about it now i almost get emotional because uh, willem dafoe is wonderful as kind of a protector and caretaker who also has his own his own problem it's an ugly world an ugly situation and they find beauty and joy in it and I could not love this movie anymore. It was not even close. It's my number one. I don't know uh, if the Academy, if it's going to get any love other than maybe Defoe. We'll see. But over over the course of 2017, I was not moved more. I mean, only the brave, but in a different way. This is just a profound film that has stayed with me to today, and I cannot recommend it enough. I so am so happy it, right now. See it. Yeah, it's so good. It is so, so, so good. A beautiful, beautiful movie. All right. So Daniel had Florida Project number two. I had it number one. Then we had Dunkirk. I had it number two. Chris, where was it for you? Dunkirk? Yeah. No, nowhere. Not on my list at all. Daniel, where was it for you? Uh, It was number seven. Number seven. And Josh, for you, it was number three? Number three. Okay. So that's a two and a three versus a one and a two and a seven. 
I don't know. Get out. Know. Where, where where's Get Out? Get Out's everybody. not on my list. It was um, four for me. It's a three for me. And where were you? Seven. Here? Seven. It sounds so like Florida I mean, Project for sure. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, the, the big sick was on two or three lists. It, two. Two. Oh, okay. On, I think it's probably going to be a tie between uh, between Florida Project based on a one and a two, and and Dunkirk. Probably. No, I don't. Let's just not even do it. Let's just let's just say that it was. <laughs> Sorry, it's just it true. Is, no, it's not. There, the, the, you can't it, uh, say that there's a definitive. Uh, I, the numbers here. don't lie, Chris. They're they higher do. numbers and lower numbers. Then, but your your so, math is totally but there off. But there are there are more lower numbers. We <laughs> outnumber you. Yeah, that doesn't even no, make any no, sense, my Dun, friend. Dun, Sorry. Dunkirk. Dunkirk no. is on three lists. A no. number three. What are you talking about? No, it is. It literally is. It's <laughs> so a number two, out, a number though. four. Get out slower. Get out slower. Get this out slower. So get out is way lower. <laughs> get out. Get slower, out doesn't. Brother. Get out doesn't Sorry. compete here. It doesn't. Wow. It's probably going to have to be Dunkirk by default, or maybe Florida Project. So in, in, Why in doesn't it have to be either one of those things? Let's just say, say it, it was. It was inconclusive. Wait, oh, year, I, can I make a wonderful. case for Lady Bird? No, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, on. so let's jump to our let's jump to our uh, quick honorable mentions here since we've crowned the Florida Project in Dunkirk. Chris, <laughs> what uh, what were some of your honorable mentions that just missed your list? Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes uh, I really had a great time with and thought was an excellent film It was on my list for the longest time and Molly's Game just kicked it off I I had a good time with It See here, Disaster Artist was there The Big Sick is on my honorable mentions and also a film that I had a good time with that just couldn't make the list just because well, there's other really great movies but it was Thor Ragnarok Uh, I thought that movie was really well made and and well done but not not on my top ten Okay, Josh? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I barely got 10 that I liked. Uh, honorable mention, my first one would probably be Lego Batman, just because for a couple of the songs and the beginning of the movie, it, it started to fall apart, but there was there was humor in the beginning. And the next one, I just have to put there for originality, because it was original, and that was Baby Driver. Yes, nice. absolutely right. Uh, Daniel, how about you? Honorable mentions? We already talked about it, but Brigsby Bear is my first honorable mention. I absolutely cannot highly cannot recommend that film more highly. Uh, it's yeah. just so charming, so good. So you really need to watch it. Uh, and then Stronger. Did any of you watch Stronger? Yeah, I've seen it. It's a magnificent performance for sure. Yeah, I, I really can't believe that that film isn't a bigger awards contender this year. It was so it. Well, I was literally about to say it was so strong. It's a great movie. Uh, so yeah, I'm, that was that's on my honorable mentions. Disaster Artist was hilarious. Phantom Thread was great. Wind River, Molly's Game, and The Post are my honorable mentions. Good picks. Good picks. For me, I had honorable mentions of I, Tanya, Phantom Thread, Get Out. The Meyerowitz stories, actually, I really dug that movie quite hmm. a bit. Darkest Hour, just because of the central performance of the movie itself isn't that great. Shape of Water and um, Battle of the Sexes. I don't That didn't get a lot of love, but I really like that hmm. movie. One that I, I will fight you for is The Greatest Showman. In your face, <laughs> Daniel. In <laughs> your face. <laughs> it's actually not on my honorable mentions, but I liked it, so I had to say that. So those are so my honorable there. mentions. It is. I'll say it. Yeah, it's there. It's there. Uh, and then I actually had The Last Jedi on mine as well, because I'm with Chris. I think that's a good film. That's it. That's our roundup for our top tens of 2017. Daniel is now going to take us through some of the specifics of movies in 2017. But I'd say overall, guys, it's been a, a very good year in cinema. So many good movies. And uh, I'm super proud that we were able to crown The Florida Project and Dunkirk as our winners. So, Daniel, take us away. 
Yeah, we have just a few more categories to go through. Uh, we're going to start off with the most disappointing film of the year. So we've talked about all the movies that we loved uh, and that, that we dug this year. But now we're going to talk about the disappointing ones. And we said disappointing, not worst, because a lot of times there could be a, a movie that's objectively the worst of the year. Uh, but often some of the movies that make us the most angry are the ones that disappointed us the most. So that's where we're going to start. All right, so Chris, what is your most disappointing film of 2017? Uh, for me, it was Ghost in the Shell. We've talked about that, I think, a little bit at the very beginnings or maybe before we started recording. But I just look was looking forward to that, that film. I like the original anime, and so I was hoping that it would at least be a passable, enjoyable sci-fi film. And it ended up being none of those things. It is a mess. It's a train wreck. It goes nowhere. And it's really unfortunate, just a waste of resources, in my opinion. So for me, I was very disappointed with Ghost in the Shell. Yep, that is a very, very disappointing movie. Good pick. All right, Josh, you're most disappointing. Ah, I don't know whether I can follow that. Ghost in the Shell is a very good pick for that category. And since I don't want to just duplicate that, I'm going to have to go with Baby Driver, even though I just gave it an honorable mention. What? Yeah. How dare you, Josh? So here's the thing. I knew knew Baby Driver was... An orig- supposed to be a very original setup going in and it was had a lot to do with music and it was all that the just implausible plot and over-the-top characters and all the just crazy action beats that just didn't make any sense just lost me too much for me to enjoy it i'm just not i'm not a crazy action movie kind of person this movie was a comic book and the ending just kind of sealed the sadness that I had with it, and <laughs> the fun part of Josh's brain has been sadness. broken exactly. sometimes. Did it, the ending was very sad, very very sad. <laughs> Josh, uh, Josh, that needs to what? be like your the way you 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 end all of your reviews. And let me tell you the way that this sealed my sadness. Sealed my sadness. It unsealed it and then it resealed it for future generations. So so funny. I love it. All right, I'll probably on. end up rewatching this soon just so my wife can see it. Maybe maybe I'll like it better this time, but but I kind of doubt it. Well, don't let us know, because I don't want my heart to be broken. <laughs> uh, all right. La La Land was boring. Uh, uh, Chad. <laughs> You're right about that, Josh. Thank you. Oh, stop. stop. I fell asleep. I'm going to get so mad here soon. Chad, what is your most disappointing <laughs> movie of 2017? I actually have a tie for this. I pulled a Chris. I had two. One is actually a good movie, and the first half of this movie, I thought I was going to love it. And then it was really long, and so the second half turned out to not like it. And that, honestly, is Blade Runner 2049. It's, it's immaculately made. I get it. But for me, it was disappointing because I thought the first 45 to 50 minutes of this movie, I was, I mean, I was enraptured. I thought it was going to be so great. And it just was like a slow plane crash from there to the end. So for me, it was that one. But the biggest disappointment, no surprise to anybody that's listened to the podcast, The Freaking Dark Tower. I just <laughs> oh, for every man. every reason that we've already mentioned, it's well documented. Yeah, they they screwed up my life and my childhood. So <laughs> yeah, it's you're the dark right, tower, man. and I don't you're need right. to, I don't need to go into why it's that wins yeah. that wins. Does it though? I mean, there, there's it a does. there's a different criteria for most disappointing. There's most disappointing as in like you hope this could be a good movie, but it wasn't. We all knew Dark Tower was going to be awful, didn't we? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> it is. Yes. That is. But I held I held out hope, Josh. There's always hope. You didn't but, though. You didn't. I didn't. You're right. <laughs> all right. Well, that is certainly a good pick for most disappointing for me. I I think the movie that made me the most mad 
was the mummy it is uh it's the movie <laughs> it's the movie that made melody swear off of tom cruise uh it is i think just, she's back though i think she's back okay well that's good but uh, i wouldn't blame her because the mummy it could it just could have been so good like it was a good idea the whole franchise was a good idea they had tom cruise who was usually good it had so much going for it and it was just so bad it was just really really bad so I don't I don't know I don't know what happened and the whole dark universe freaking folded in it's gone now it doesn't exist they had all these movies planned it's ridiculous you're right you're right how embarrassing all right so those are our most disappointing films next we're gonna go on to categories that we do every year it is uh we have two two kind of opposite categories uh the movie that I loved that everyone else hated and then vice versa so we're gonna start with the movie that you loved that it seems like everybody else hated. Uh, and we'll go to you, Chris. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Look, oh, I just rewatched word. this. You're with right. Mike. That's a good choice. What's, You're right. What's happening? You're all right. <laughs> so I just rewatched this with Melody, and she loved it as well. Um, I think if you have a certain affinity for this kind of sci-fi, I, I genuinely like this movie. I, 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 it was. It's a good movie, and I don't know. I don't know what happened. Why people hate it so much. But I really, I really did like it a lot, guys. He likes the Fifth Element as well, so it's. All right. I love the Fifth <laughs> hey, Element. What's wrong fifth with the Fifth Element? It's fantastic. Fifth Element is fantastic parody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, there it is. That's a that's a good pick. That is a very factual pick. Yes. So good job there. All right, Josh. A movie that you loved that everyone else hated. This must be a tough one. Yes, finding the movie that I loved <laughs> is. And and again, loved is a is a strong term for this, but I had to go with with something that seemed to fit the category slightly. And I've already covered this, but I guess it's going to have to be this year, War Machine, because yeah. I think I feel like that's the only argument I'll get from anyone that uh, for a movie that shouldn't have been on a top ten list. Um, I think Brad Pitt alone is worth the price of admission here, along with the fact that the whole plot of the movie seems so plausible because it is a real story, even if it is so very very sad and awful but i would say it's a safe bet that you're the only person in the world that has that on a top 10 list that's 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 true probably yeah so there we go it fits nice all right chad what's your pick loved is definitely too strong a word these are liked uh one is the greatest showman again (laughs) in your face wait everybody (laughs) loves that movie uh no critics gave it like a 50 percent. but that's anyway that's not my real pick my real pick and i will die on this hill and i don't care what you morons think alien covenant Okay. Oh, come I on. Said it. Wow. I said it. I don't love it. I don't love it, but I like it. And I think it is unfairly crushed. It's not nearly as bad as everybody makes it out to be. It it's is. become its own self-fulfilling prophecy about the poster child for being terrible. And it's not a terrible movie. So anyway, that's, that's that what may, I, I'm that sticking should, to it. That may be on my most disappointed list. But yeah. yes, I, I, I see where you're, I see where you're coming from, I guess. But for me, it was definitely disappointing. Yeah. It's not terrible. You are right, Chad. It's not terrible. It just sucks. That's yeah. all. It's no Valerian. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Valerian <laughs> is truly great. It really is. <sighs> all right. Well, for me, uh, everybody else said it. Uh, loved is certainly too strong of a word because I do not yeah. love this movie. But I like overall uh netflix's adaptation of death note uh i thought that was whoa uh, wow really really movie i I don't see why you hate again i do not love it it's it's okay as a movie but i did 
like it and uh, people seem to really hate that movie and uh, i don't i don't see why i thought it was enjoyable I, i'm gonna have to watch that because i watched that whole anime series like in college or after college and i can only imagine how awful that movie I, is i think that's part of it that's what i said uh, to people i was talking to about it i i had no zero connection to death Note. i didn't even really know the story and so the story is kind of inherently fascinating so i was fascinated with the story but to somebody who already knew the story it could be boring and dull i i could i can see that so that's why i like all right so we will move on to the opposite version of this the movie i hated that everyone else loved and maybe those are two strong words whatever that's what we're calling it so chris what are your picks I've already teased this, but Dunkirk would be that for Whoa. me. Um, yeah, no, totally. Insane. Um, I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan, um, but for the exact reasons why you guys liked it, apparently, you, it's just too confusing. The 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 plot that doesn't need to be told that way. It was only done so it would be quote unquote more interesting, and I don't I don't think it works. Um, it's it's unfortunate because it's shot so well, it's acted so well, the movie is fantastic. It just it looks great. But the actual payoff of what you have to go through to get there, I just don't think is worth it. And it's it's unfortunate. I think it, it kind of nearly ruins the film. Uh, it just wow. nearly does. So that's for me. It's it's Dunkirk. Wow. So to, to recap. fantastic. <laughs> yes. To yes. recap, this movie is fantastic. I hated it. No, I, I enjoyed Dunkirk. And, and listen, you can read listen to go back and listen to our review if you haven't already. But I just think that the way that the plot unfolds is unnecessarily clunky and confusing. And like you said, it's definitely better going back the second time when you realize, oh, that's what was going on after they tell you that an hour and 20 minutes in. It would have been nice just to understand that at the beginning. And I think you would, you would have enjoyed the movie better. I just think the use of that device is unnecessarily confusing for the audience. It you describe any movie with a twist, but I digress. That's not a twist, though. <laughs> if, if a twist makes the movie better, then it's cool. But I don't think this twist makes it better. I don't. I, I don't like that twist. I think that twist is unnecessary. Is it a twist? I, I just don't think thought it was a storytelling device. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a storytelling device that is not necessary. And if it was a twist, if if it was if it made the story better, I would be all for it. But it doesn't. It just it's inexplicable. I don't understand why it's done, it's done that way. I just don't. And I 100% disagree. But that's that's just how it I, is. I. I yeah, I, well, that's why it's a good pick for this category. That's so, right. There we go. All right, so Josh, what is this is a, a very easy category for you. What is a movie you hated that everyone else loved? You assume that it's very easy for me to just pick one. <laughs> True. That's your, your fatal assumption there. I'm going to have to pick a movie that hasn't been mentioned at all, which I guess is, is good. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is, fits this bill for me. Huh. Okay. So... The first one of these movies was funny at times. It was was a little over the top silly, but it it had its moments. But this one just just hit all the wrong notes. Like Drax, Dave Bautista's character, the big burly guy, like didn't fit with the way he was set up in the first movie. He's he was stiff and strange. Kurt Russell's performance was just awful, or either awful performance or awful writing. One of the two. Um, and almost all the laugh lines just fell flat, and the movie never should have been made. Guardians Volume Whoa. 2. How dare it's you? Bad. I loved Guardians Volume 2. I mean, there was that dance scene made. at the very beginning with Baby Groot, so there's there's that, uh, but yeah. outside yeah. of that. You know, it's funny. Um, when I was going through the lists, and I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2, and I'll be honest, I enjoyed seeing the film. I enjoyed it at the moment, but it is quite forgettable. I, it's, it's, 
it, yeah, it's just it's not it didn't stand out. It, I guess because it was so unique when it first the first one came out, the second one just didn't kind of rise to that level. And I'm yeah, just kind of blah. I think you right. kind of agree with you on it. Uh, I, I feel like the second one was trying to reach up to the first one and yeah, you know, just, it just did not it get make there. it. Yeah, I, it didn't. It never stood on its own legs. I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but I, I enjoyed that film way more than you did. I, I know that, but it's still, it just, I agree with you. It didn't stick with me. It's not as good as the first, but it's still a really good movie. It's I loved yeah, it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's definitely my favorite Marvel movie of the year. No question. If Chris said it's fine, I win. Yeah, no, I think I, I I'm with you, Josh. I, I agree. I understand wow. where you're coming from. Much love, he, Chris. Much love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One love. One love. All right, Chad, what is a movie that you hated that everyone else seemed to love? I didn't hate either one of these movies, but Molly's Game definitely qualifies. I just thought it was okay, and a lot of people really like that. But the, but the real answer... Oh, how dare you! Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Chris's think, fake rage is the best fake rage. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Molly's Game is like a, an 81%, and Dunkirk is in a completely different stratosphere, but whatever, potato, potato. Um, Ooh, the, uh, rotten tomatoes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Keep that voice up. Keep doing that. Oh my goodness! That's great. But my real answer, and I'm sure this will actually inspire some real rage, is Lady Bird. How and freaking dare you, sir? <laughs> I told you. How dare I'm leaving? Yes. <laughs> so you forgot, this is, sir. This is not a movie that I dislike. It, it really isn't. Um, I saw it a second time because I thought maybe I just missed it the first time, and I liked it even less the second time. I feel like I, I don't understand the hype train. I do. I do believe that it's it's really very well edited. I think the writing is pretty sharp. Saoirse Ronan is believable. The movie is very authentic, but the sum of all those parts coming together still it wasn't consistently funny enough to me. There's one moving scene in the middle that I really, really was you know touched by, but overall I don't think it just adds up to anything. I f- it just feels kind of slight to me. So if I had to pick one that was accurate for this list, it, w- it would be that. And I'm sorry that I know Daniel loves it very much, and I'm really not just trying to troll because I really wanted to like this movie because I love coming of age films. It just I, I just don't like it as much. So there's your answer. Sorry, I blacked out for a minute. So uh, Chad didn't have a pick. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, my pick uh, for a movie that I hate, again, hate is a strong word. I didn't hate the movie, but a lot of people seem to love it. Critics didn't love it quite as much, but a lot of people uh, that I've talked to really have a hard time with my opinion on this movie. And that's The Greatest Showman. Uh, this is the greatest show. Uh, How dare you, Daniel? That mu- that the music is mostly great. I, there are some songs on there that I love, but that movie is so dumb. Oh my gosh, the movie is so dumb. So, uh, but I I posted my review on Facebook, and man, moms were really mad at me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. So that's that's my pick for for a movie that I hated. Wait, everyone else. Hang loved. on just a second. Wait a second. It's did a you musical. did you literally just say? Moms, like how, yeah. how many moms? Yeah, hang on a second. Ooh, let, let, let's break this down. Are you saying that if you were a mom, you didn't like this movie? No, Is that no, no mom, they did. Moms loved it, and I didn't, and so they were very. No, they didn't upset. like the review. Yes, they were okay. very upset with my review, which was negative. As well, they should. And, have and Chad been. is one of those moms. So um, I am. <laughs> yeah, it I was, stand up for the greatest showman. That's it's the a, most it's comments. It's the most comments and interaction I've ever had with any of my reviews. Uh, people were really not happy. So that's why I felt wow. like it was a good pick. 
All right, we're going to move on to our next category, uh, which are our acting, our favorite acting performances of the year. We have uh, male and female, so we're going to start with male. What was your favorite actor acting performance of the year? Chris, I'll go to you. So we discussed a little bit of it. I think it was my number nine pick uh, this year, which was Split and uh, James McAvoy. He kind of, man, he, he's really great uh, yeah. in, in Split and uh, he does it in a masterful no performance and it's kind of all on his shoulders, honestly. That movie could have been really bad with anybody else uh, in the lead and I think he, he kind of nails it out of the park. Uh, really good job. Yeah, yep, a great pick and the sequel comes out in less than a year. So we're almost That's there. Ins- it's insane, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping it'll be great. It's going to be awesome. All right, Josh, your favorite male performance of the year. I'm just, I'm terrible at these categories. I, I could pick like five people, and I doubt I would have much much argument from anyone because there were a lot of great performances last year. Um, I can't pick out a specific moment to push one of these over the top, so I'm just going to list a couple, and that'd be Camille Nanjiani in The Big Sick, though... Like I said, that might not be fair since he's playing himself. Um, Brad Pitt in War Machine and Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner 2049. Although um, Jared Leto was also <laughs> pretty great in that movie. Hey, what did you think of that movie? Did you did you chime in when we talked about that at all? It was number 10 on my list. I didn't see oh, it, it in time okay. for the review, I don't think, or did I? No, I okay. did. I did. We reviewed that movie. For some reason, I didn't realize you'd put it on your number 10. I, I must yeah. have just totally blacked out. So, okay, great, awesome. Nice, good picks. All right, Chad, what's your favorite male performance of the year? Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. Shut up. Go <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, with Hugh Jackman and Logan, do it. <laughs> so I actually had a couple. Like I actually think Hugh Jackman and Logan was great. But was. my two, if I had to narrow it down to two, would be uh, kind of your classic picks here. be Daniel Day-Lewis and Phantom Thread, who I think is marvelous as usual. But the best performance that I saw all year long is uh, Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm -hmm. That is a very difficult character to navigate, having to play, without giving explorers away, the arc that that character goes through, which I don't really like the arc in general, but just having to tightrope between what he's required to do in that role is unbelievable. And so I think that's the best one I've seen this year. Nice. Uh, With Daniel Day-Lewis, I... I, uh... I actually thought Vicky, I don't know how you say her name, Vicky Kripes was better than him. It was even better. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yep. Uh, and I can't agree more about Sam Rockwell. Uh, I'm actually, I was torn between two choices for my pick for best male performance. Between Sam Rockwell, who is, I agree with everything you just said. He is just so fantastic in that role. Uh, but I actually ended up going with my final pick for Timothy Chalamet in uh, Call Me By Your Name. Just because, I mean, he is so subtle. Can't argue with that. Yeah, very subtle performance, um, very guarded, but uh, really, really honest as well. So, yeah, I thought he was yeah. the best. I can't wait to see what he does next. He's the best thing in that movie for sure. And he's also in Lady Bird, so there you go. Uh, and he's great in that as well. All right, uh, Chris, so we go to you for your favorite female performance of the year. Well, she's up for a Razzie, and I hope she wins, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Look, Jennifer, honestly, guys, like, it's the, the camera's on her the entire movie. It's ama- She's amazing. She, she's phenomenal. She's amazing. I agree. She's amazing. I, I was blown away. The, what she has to go through, the, the, the emotional highs and lows and just guardedness and the, just the character that she's playing alone is just, oh, man. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. 
in mother. Sorry a, if I didn't say it. That's a great pick. I mean, uh, you said the camera's on her the whole time. I mean, literally, if you tallied yeah. up, I, I bet there's less than a minute of screen time without yeah. her in the frame. Totally. It's crazy. Yeah, totally. It is. Good pick. Good pick. All right, Josh, what is your favorite female performance of the year? Well, I haven't seen Mother, so I'll just put that out there to begin with. This is also tough for me. Uh, Meryl Streep in The Post. I thought Meryl Streep, for being as seasoned and as legendary of an actor as she is, uh, she her character goes through an actual arc in this movie, and I think she does it flawlessly as she does most things. But right. Zoe Kazan, as I hope that's how you say her last name, as... Uh, Emily, Camille Nanjiani's partner in The Big Sick, was also really great. I know I just picked The Big Sick as my number one movie and male and female performance, but I don't care because she was totally believable as being with Camille, and it was just a great chemistry all around. Also, Catherine Keener was great in Get Out, but I think Meryl Streep and Zoe Kazan probably topped the list for me. Yeah, Catherine Kleene. That's true. I forgot her. That That's good. That's a good pick, too. Yeah. yeah. It is. I agree with all those picks. Uh, so, Chad, now it's to you. Favorite female performance? For me, again, it came down to two. Uh, Allison Janney, I think, was uh, unbelievable in I, Tanya, and I be- hope she'll win an Oscar. I think she will. But if, I, if I'm being honest, the, the female performance that moved me the most, and it wasn't even close, is what I just talked about with my number one film of the year. It's Brooklyn Prince as Mooney in The Florida Project. It's transcendent. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. transcendent. And here's the thing. Uh, it's not a non-actor child who's just giving a child performance. She's an actual actor who auditioned and went through the whole process. And the emotion and the authenticity and everything that she's able to bring to this performance playing a six-year-old is breathtaking so for me that was my clear number one it warms my heart to see how much you love florida project uh i I love it oh man so much so good uh for me i was torn between two as well Uh, sally hawkins in the shape of water is just fantastic uh i mean it's a very actory role i mean she's she's playing a mute person uh, but she does she does it so well uh but uh i did i didn't end up picking her as my favorite because i the shape of water as a movie is good but not great uh so I, i didn't quite love it even though i loved her performance so i settled on Who's going to guess it? Saoirse Ronan. Lady Bird. (laughs) Lady Bird. (laughs) Shocker. Saoirse Ronan. Uh, It could have been a tie between her and Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf is amazing. But Saoirse Ronan just is so good. And she's so, like, it's, it's almost, not that it's that, uh, you know, actory of a role, but, uh, it's, it's. Just seeing her transformation from Brooklyn, a movie a couple of years ago, to this is they're just completely different. And she feels like a completely different actress. She really transformed into this character. And so uh, I think she is fantastic. I think the movie is great. And I love Lady Bird. All right. So those are our awards. Uh, make sure you chime in on social media and let Chris know how wrong he was about Valerian. We want to know what you thought was the best and worst of the year, because I know there was a lot of options in 2017. Well, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, Like I said, social media, I forgot to mention our channels. Uh, On Twitter, we are at ScreenersCast. On Facebook, you can search The Screeners Podcast and let us know what you think. All right, we will see you next time with our bonus episode where we recap the Oscar nominations. We'll see you then. And that's a wrap. 
You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. Honestly, if you have seen Valerian, I know you enjoyed it. So go ahead and leave us a comment on the Facebook page and let us know how much you loved that movie. Because I know you're out there. Let these guys know somewhere. how wrong they you're, are. You're out yeah. there somewhere. Yeah. We, lo- we look forward <laughs> to not hearing from you. No, honestly, everyone. there's a lot of folks that I know that enjoyed that film. Good for are you, those Chris? the same people that don't like snobs. documentaries? You guys are just a bunch of snobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the same people that didn't like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally.